Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. was a heinous crime. Patricia Schmidt had just landed her first job at Burger King, had completed her second day of work when she disappeared while waiting for a lift home. I know when it first happened and I was only young, I thought if he ended up in court, I would have liked to have done something and I would have ended up in jail. And I was only so young, so I can't even believe I was thinking that. Welcome to New Idea Investigates. I'm Marianne Harris. Your first job is one that usually generates feelings of nervousness, anticipation and excitement. Patricia Schmidt, or Susie, as she was affectionately known by all who loved her, felt all those emotions as she embarked on her first day of work, already dreaming of the Christmas presents she would buy the family. She volunteered for the late shift to earn that bit more. With the first day under her belt, Susie was feeling positive about her newfound independence. Her second shift was a Friday night and again it went well. She finished work at 1.45 in the morning and was waiting for Dad to pick her up. Only he too was working as a barman at the nearby German club and was running 10 minutes late. So she decided to walk home instead of wait for him. That 10 minutes sealed her fate. Susie didn't make it home. Later the next day at about 6 o'clock a fire truck was returning from a job at Hallett Cove when one of the officers was looking out the window and spotted something by the side of the road. As just a young boy it's hard to even comprehend what could have happened but as you're growing up well, it becomes more and more grave. Well, I knew she was bashed and strangled which is gruesome enough but then being raped it's just just hard to think about. Susie's battered body was found there in tall grass in a remote spot on Adams Road, about five kilometres from where she was going to meet her dad. She was found partially clad, her bra left hanging on the wire fence. She had been bashed, raped and strangled. Susie's dad was called in to identify her body. He was a pretty sort of quiet guy, so he didn't say a real lot. He was just upset that she hadn't come home and, you know, just expected that she'd roll in at some stage through the morning. And then as time went on, yeah, started to get a bit worried. And then I think that's when the police must have contacted him because someone had found Susie. And so they asked him to come into the police station and possibly identify somebody that may have been her and unfortunately when he went in um, it was Susie and I recall him coming home and just describing how just blood in her hair and things like that so it was pretty gruesome. 
Despite an initial heavy police presence, there weren't many leads. Police contacted all Susie's friends and interviewed lots of people, but the case remained unsolved. One of Susie's friends recalled a day, days before Susie was killed, that she'd been walking home when a man stopped and offered her a lift, which Susie apparently accepted. She recalled Susie describing the man as not very good looking, with pimples and old, or about 30 years old, saying the man had a flash car. Once she got in the car, the man had suggested they go for a drive to the Adelaide Hills, but she'd refused, and he dropped her home. It's hard to do anything like that, so gruesome and not have no one know about it. I don't even think the perpetrator could keep that to himself. He would have had to have told someone. Police had a body but no motive and no real suspects for this awful crime. Over the years, despite a person of interest, there wasn't enough evidence to proceed further and he was cleared with DNA 10 years ago. Who brutally raped and killed this pretty teenager and why? Susie's brother was just 10 years old at the time and joins us now. What do you remember of, of the day that, or the night that Susie didn't come home? So it was just, um, well, it was the 18th of December, just before Christmas. So, um, yeah, Christmas tree was up. Um, it was the first time I'd ever bought Susie a Christmas present. So that was wrapped under the tree, as lots of other gifts were. It was actually a, a exercise wheel that has handles on the side and yeah, it was a bit of a bit of a funny sort of a gift, but she liked to keep fit and in the end had to give it to my other sister who was then pregnant, so she got a bit of a laugh out of that. Because it's it's true that Susie started this job so that she could buy Christmas presents for the family, isn't it? Oh, for sure. Yeah, things like that and you know, a young lady, 16 years old, starting to put on makeup and things like that and starting to socialise, well, yep, you need a job for that sort of thing. You'd lost your mum a few years prior, so Susie, in a way, helped raise you, didn't she? I mean, you two were very close. Absolutely. So, yeah, I was five years old when my mum, my birth mother, passed away. So, yeah, I remember going to movies and all sorts of places Susie taking me in tow. She had long dark hair and as young girls like to do, dress up and remember, oh well, yeah, just starting to wear makeup and things like that. So I suppose girls want to make themselves look prettier than they already are. How did your dad manage uh, to get through that difficult time after he had to identify Susie's body? Well... He didn't really show that much emotion, really. I think you'd be numb from that sort of thing happening. So it was hard for me to pick up on that. So, you know, we'd just go to the grave and things like that and put flowers there. Well, she had a shared grave with my birth mother. So Centennial Park was a regular trip and even years gone by. I'd drive past and I knew exactly where the headstone would be. Did you talk to Susie when you went to the grave? Well, not really. I suppose I was a pretty shy sort of guy when I was younger, probably to a degree still am now, but just basically bottled it all up. And from having, like I said, my mum dying when I was five and then Susie and then when I was married, my partner's auntie, passed away and went to a funeral and 
the priest was speaking and then he just said, this isn't just for Margaret who had passed away, this is for everyone you know that's passed away. And then all of a sudden the waterworks started and then, yeah, just become such an emotional sort of person now. Can't even watch TV without shedding a tear a lot of the time. What do you remember of the initial police investigation? They must have interviewed a a whole lot of people, but there didn't seem to be any leads, did there? No, well, there was the odd one that gave a little bit of hope. There was talk of a key cutter, and apparently they found some nickel filings or something like that, presumably, but whether that was linked to right then or, you know, fragments of things can stick to you from anywhere, I suppose. So, But I think they found some metal filings. What are you, what have you, have you sort of had your theories over the years, Frank, as to who it may have been? I suppose you you have gone through some theories in your mind, haven't you? But do you believe it's somebody that she may have known? Do you think it's a random stranger? What do you think? I'm not really too sure. Years ago, someone had approached me and even mentioned there was a young cadet that had offered someone a lift, but that was followed up on as well too. So all the leads have come to a dead end. So unless someone comes up with something or says something that they know, police can follow up. There is a DNA sample. So back in the day, DNA technology wasn't about, so they've managed to extract some DNA. So if someone knows something, It can be tested against that person and there can be some resolution. As just a young boy, it's hard to even comprehend what could have happened. But as you're growing up, well, it becomes more and more grave. Well, I knew she was bashed and strangled, which is gruesome enough. But then being raped, it's just just hard to think about. So that's why it's, I suppose, easy to shut off. And as my parents did, after a few years, they didn't want to speak about it. But then that's not going to help resolving things. Needed to be put out there and spoken about and then hopefully play on someone's conscience if they know something, get people talking. Did it upset your dad not knowing who took his daughter away that night? So he became very ill. And it was hard to communicate with him, even though he was sharp as a tack. He ended up getting a pretty hideous disease, which was similar to Parkinson's. So quite debilitating, but it was sort of hard to communicate. So a lot wasn't really spoken about, especially when I was younger. Like I said, I was a shy sort of a guy and couldn't communicate that well. So I'd like him to still be around and and talk about lots of things, just like I'd like Susie to be around and be able to talk to her. Did you visit that spot where Susie was found? Well, years ago, you bought some land at Hallett Cove and ended up living not far away from there. And initially, I thought it was um, Adams Road that she was found on. And I used to have a tree lopping business and had to do a job on that road. And... It was one of the hardest things to do, but then after speaking with detective, I found out that it was, there's a massive big gum tree at Hallett Cove. It was closer to that location because when they took photographs, 
of where the body was. It was basically back then open paddocks, but this massive gum tree was in the background. So unbeknownst to me, yeah, we were living very close to where it happened. One thing about it though, I suppose that gum tree is a magnificent specimen. So when I drive past that now, I just think of this grand tree and try not to think of what happened to Susie around that area. How has life moved on for you? Susie had a sort of like a piece of jewellery that was like a bell-type thing. It sort of jingles. It's got lots of little bells on it, and I've ended up hanging that up in my car from when I was a teenager, and I first got my licence. Every vehicle I've owned, I've had this thing hanging from my rear-view mirror, so every time I go over a bump or turn a corner sometimes, it'll jingle. And I know it was Susie's and it's sort of like a little reminder. So it's been in every vehicle that I've ever owned. That's the thing with life. There's plenty of lessons along the way and you get knocked down, you've just got to stand back up again and keep soldiering on. But there's lots of beautiful things that happen along the way. And when those things are happening, well, The torment of what happened back then, you can push back a bit, but the thing is it always will resurface. So we try and get on with things and enjoy these great pleasures in this life we have. What would give you that feeling of resolution, Frank? What would peace mean to you? Well, just knowing that they didn't get away with it, that's the hardest thing. You know, even if the person was deceased now, I hope that it just played on their conscience. And I know we should be able to forgive people for all sorts of things, but um, at this point, I couldn't. But just to know and think that, yes, they hadn't got away with it. It's more the who for you, who did it. For sure. So even at one point, um, took a lot of work for the police to exhume a body. So someone was a suspect and they were exhumed and DNA was taken. So even that would have been some sort of resolution if he was the culprit. What would you say to somebody out there who has some information, Frank? Well, any little, any little lead could be the ultimate resolution to this horrible saga. So anything could be of value to get some sort of resolution. So if someone knows something, I'd plead with them to at least forward it, whether it's anonymously or forward it, and then hopefully one day this can be put to rest. If you could say something to the perpetrator out there to the person who did this to Susie, who has done this to you and your family, what would you say to them? I can't imagine what to say. I'm not too sure what I could say to them. It'd be hard to forgive someone for doing something like that. So I know when it first happened and I was only young, I. I thought if he ended up in court, I would have liked to have done something and I would have ended up in jail. 
What would you have wanted to have done to him back then? Oh, end his life. That's how that's how I felt. I know that's completely wrong, but um, I was 10 or 11 years old when I was thinking that, so, you know, it's not reasonable or whether it would have actually happened, but that's how I felt. Even though it's been so long, um, possibly time's running out to find the perpetrator if they haven't haven't passed away already. They may be getting close to that time of their life or age. But like I said, even if the person was already deceased and the DNA was matched to some sort of evidence, well, in a sense, I could find some peace in that. Some peace for you, some peace for Susie. Absolutely. There is a $1 million reward for information that leads to a conviction in this crime. We will leave it there for today. Thank you very much for your company. My name is Marianne Harris. If you have any information at all that relates to this case, please call Crime Stoppers on 1800 000. Don't forget to subscribe to New Idea Investigates for more captivating true crime. It's available on Omni and iTunes. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.